On today's episode of Survival Dispatch News, we're joined by Dr. Jennifer Stankus. Hey guys, today's video is brought to you by USCCA, your source for education, training, and self-defense liability insurance. All right, guys, we're back with Dr. Jennifer Stankus. This woman has so many life experiences, titles, jobs, and so much cool stuff going on in her life. It's such a pleasure to have you, Dr. Jen. Thanks for joining us. A doctor, a lawyer, an expert witness, a television producer. What did I leave out? <laughs> Ex-cop, military times two, airborne. All that, all, <laughs> dang, man. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We really, really appreciate it, Chris. This is um Really an honor for me, uh, Dr. Jen and I, we chat back and forth on social media. We just haven't been able to really connect. And so thank you, Survival Dispatch, for for making this connection, right? It's uh, Everybody wants to be part of Survival Dispatch. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Chris has a ton of questions for you. I'm going to interject every now and then because I know a little bit about you as well, but I'll let you kind of lead us off, Chris. Well, actually, I'd like to start with your uh, background in survival and then kind of dovetail that into your experience on Surviving Man, where um, you put some men uh, twice, three times your size, half your age to shame. So like I said, <laughs> offline, I'm sure that was good for some people's uh, egos. Just training super hard every day. Why don't you just start with your background, your training in survival in particular? Well, you know, it's always just been an interest of mine. I was kind of an introvert growing up in Colorado, and I love to do backcountry stuff by myself. So, you know, I, I learned to climb and mountaineer and um, learn how to, you know, build shelters and fires and just whatever on my own, just because I thought it was fun. Um, but then, you know, just all of my training in the military and law enforcement, um, and again, just my interests, I, I, I've always taken a, a keen interest, especially, you know, I'm not a big person. I'm, I'm five foot five, 112, 114 pounds. <laughs> and, um, and I always thought that it was important to be able to take care of myself. So, um, when I was in law enforcement, I took special, rest and control techniques and just read everything I could about street survival and, and all of that. So it's been kind of a lifelong study for me. Man, that's uh that's really interesting. So how did you end up on the first season of surviving man? Was there like a, you know, a, a call for people to apply or how'd that work? Yeah. So I was, um, a member of Front Sight, if you know what that is. Um, they're no longer in business, but the owner had sent out 
uh, a membership wide email just saying, hey, if anyone is an expert in weapons and, you know, wants to be on the show and shoot and it's like, you know, COVID time, I want something normal. Ammo prices are through the roof. And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, you, you want me to go like do PT and do crazy stuff and shoot guns and like. I don't have to pay for this. <laughs> like, sign me up. Like I'll, I'll even pay. So I submitted my, my uh, little video and I was in my doctor garb in the emergency department. And I was just like, Hey, I'm a two A proponent and I love to blow shit up. And if you'd have me on the show, that would be awesome. <laughs> Sorry. About I know that. Uh, the, the, the reality show application process uh, I've been through that as well with that History Channel show, Top Shot. And there was actually they there were a ton of people applied for it. And uh, I know they kind of they start up with with my situation, started with a lar- large group, narrowed it down, narrowed it down, narrowed it down. Do you do you know how many people actually applied to be on the first season of Surviving Man? And how was that process of whittling down to the to the the final competitors that you were a part of? Yeah, I think there were, I want to say there were about 600. Um, Not, not, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not. I mean, it was, this is the very first show from American Stories Entertainment. And so, you know, not a big name. Um, They're just kind of getting into the entertainment industry at that point. Um, They've done a lot since, but, um, but yeah, still about 600 people. And apparently just with my background, they're like, we want her. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So as, as Chris mentioned, Man, you you kicked ass on that show. You must have been obviously you were very physically fit. What kind of training regimen do you go through with your physical fitness? Well, a couple of things. So, I mean, I am all about fitness. I always have been. I was second in the world in BMX as a kid. Um, competitive, like I wanted to go to the Olympics in skiing. Like I've I've always been very athletic and just it's I remember even I was five years old and I had dreams of going to the Olympics and I'd go out and for like a five mile run or whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> wow. But, um, you know, I, I fitness is just a part of my life and I think it's an important, important part of survival. Um, you know, y- you're only as good as your mind and your body in survival. So um, I, I lift a few times a week, but it's mostly body weight. Um, mostly bodyweight workouts and it doesn't take long. You can do like I do this bodyweight workout regimen from an ex seal trainer. And I, I actually got that when I found out I was on the show, I was like, Oh man, this is seal. So I assume it's going to be something like that. So I'm going to train <laughs> like him. So, you know, even doing like 25 minutes a day of bodyweight workout is amazing. And then just eating right. And then staying active, you know, going for hikes or runs or whatever. Um, so, but it's, it's pretty much a daily part of my life. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How often do you go to the range? So that's been an issue. So I split my time between Washington state, which is very liberal and mm-hmm. Nevada and, um, Washington state, we had a range, but it was like two hours away. You, you can't spend four hours driving and then go to it. That's just not realistic. And then in the rain, it's just not, not as much fun and restrictions on what you can do. Well, we found a great range here in Nevada. I can use drone to film it. I can set up any course I want, but it was like closed to membership during COVID. So the only range time I had for like years was a few times out at front site. And thank God I had enough background in in weapons and such that I did okay on surviving man but since then it's been great I've been doing these firearms Fridays 
on my um, Instagram every week, just a fun drill for people. I'm not a pro shooter, but I just want people to get out and be proficient. If you have guns, you better use them and you better be proficient because otherwise, you know, someone could get hurt and we don't want that. But um, since you mentioned that, shout out your uh, social media for our viewers so they know where they can follow you. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate that because I'm always in Instagram jail for my Firearms Fridays. They can't reconcile <laughs> me being a yeah. doctor and also like, like liking to shoot guns and believing that we should have the right to own them. So it's um, on Instagram. It's underscore DR underscore Jen. So Dr. Jen. So underscore DR underscore J-E-N-N. And if you don't put it in exactly, you won't find me because they try to hide me. And even when <laughs> yeah, I know I, I've been shadow banned. It's crazy. And it's even crazy. when you do put my name in exactly, I'm like the eighth person down. Yeah. Like all these, it's so weird. Yeah. And do, do you have a YouTube channel going? I do. I think that's just Dr. Underscore Jen. Okay. Um, I'm a lot easier to find on that. Okay. Maybe we can throw some links in there. Sure. Um, awesome. Sorry to cut you off. I know it's important for to let people know where they can follow you and, and follow us at Survival Dispatch as well. So guns, survival, shooting, military background, law enforcement background. How do you juggle all these all these titles and, and jobs and things that you're and you're now the what what is your official title with American Stories as a producer? So this is pretty cool. So, you know, I never say no to a great opportunity, learning or adventure. And um, and that's what's kind of led my life to be as interesting as it has been. And, you know, I've been practicing law and medicine for a long time, and I, I just I want a bigger impact. And so when I got involved with American Stories and Surviving Man, um, I've done two seasons now of Surviving Man and then have now hosted a show called Surviving Man, The Aftermath, where we kind of break it down. Yep. Um, and um, and then I, I started talking with the owner, uh, the CEO, Bob, and I was like, Bob, I, I want to do more. I want to bring more content to people that's really helpful and educational. And so he's like, fine, I'll make you the producer in the military and law enforcement themed content uh-huh. area. Um, and then I, if if you guys want to hear about it, I've got a really exciting show that we're going to be shooting pretty soon. Absolutely. hundred yeah, percent. So, um, so I had this idea, you know, that the crime in this country is totally out of control because of lack of, um, uh, well, because of our, our prosecutor situation, because of the, the civil climate. Uh, but it's out of control. There's there's no consequence for crime. And so it's going up. Right. So yeah. people are afraid. Lots of people are buying guns for the first time, which is great as long as you practice and you know what you're doing and you use it. But people don't know what to do. So that's what they do. They buy a gun. They feel like they're safe. And you're. so what I wanted to do is is do a show where we put someone through a common crime experience um, and this, by the way, I'm going to be co-starring with Sheriff Lamb, which is super exciting. Oh, Sheriff um, Lamb. Awesome. Yeah. So um, the two of us will co-star in this. And so we'll put people through this scenario. Things will go very south, as they always do. We'll stop <laughs> action, rewind, train them up, talk about things that they could have done differently, ways to avoid the situation if you can't avoid it. What do you do? Give them, provide them tools to do that, whether it's in um, a firearm or 
some other self-defense weapon or burn a less lethal option, something like that. And then we'll restart the action and see how they do. But I'm just, I'm really excited to have a bigger impact. Like I, I want this to be my legacy to help empower people to live their lives, feel safe, no matter what environment they're in. What's that television show called and when will we be able to see it? Yeah, so it's going to be called Lifeline. And um, I think we're going to shoot sometime this summer. And then however long post-production takes, hopefully it'll it'll be out in the fall. But I'm really excited about it. That's very exciting. You mentioned less less lethal. And as a former law enforcement officer myself, I'm very familiar with a lot of that. You mentioned Berna specifically. And before we started taping, we we saw we saw a logo somewhere there in, in your image. There you go. Berna Nation. <laughs> cool. T- what's your involvement with Berna? And tell us a little bit about that. Well, so, you know, Berna is interesting. So I do a lot of expert witness work and I have been involved in some pretty high profile self-defense cases. And depending on where you are, regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you're in deep trouble. And I didn't even know what Berna was, but we have a neighbor up in Washington who is an ex-army um, helicopter pilot, big 2A guy. He's like, I'm not carrying a fire. He's like, I'll carry a firearm, but my primary self-defense weapon now is Berna. And I'm like, what in the heck is Berna? And we started talking about it. I started researching it. And then we bought one. And then we bought another. <laughs> Every single car <laughs> we have has one in it. And so I was like, you know, there are three Kingpin sponsors that I feel like have to be in Lifeline. One is USCCA or something like it. Two is Mantis X or something like it, yep. because my great, great training <laughs> tool. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> it is because, like my. Yes, exactly. Yeah. My view is that if you're going to carry if you have a gun on you before you put that weapon on you, you should at least drive fire a few times because I know from surviving men, when you pick up a weapon cold that you haven't used, it's you know, you're not going to be as good. So practice, you know, and it doesn't, it's, it's free. Once you buy the product, it's free forever. And then the other one was Berna, having a less lethal option. And so I reached out to them. And um, interestingly, I spent the entire day at their headquarters in Las Vegas yesterday. I tested out all their new, their new stuff, including their shotgun round, which is amazing. Amazing. This thing is insane. It will put a dent in a steel door, It's but it's not going to penetrate skin, right? So it's less lethal, but I guarantee it'll stop the fight. And it's like, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet. Oh. It's, oh. you don't have to have ear pro. It's um, it's got zero recoil. So, you know, people who want that option or want to train with shotgun. Berna is excited to release the most innovative, less lethal shotgun technology available to the public in over 30 years. The Berna 12 gauge kinetic round. The Berna 12 gauge kinetic is a 61 caliber fin tailed projectile sabot inside of a two and a half inch shell, meaning it can be fired from almost every 12 gauge shotgun on the market. Once fired, the clamshell sabo separates and the cantilevered fintails spin the projectile to increase stability in flight, making it accurate to distances of over 100 feet. Due to the increased weight of the round, even at an average speed of 312 feet per second, the Berna Kinetic round imparts almost 20 joules of force to the target, which is nearly twice that of the standard 68 caliber round balls, thus carrying a devastating amount of stopping power. 
But even with all this power, the design of the round makes it safe enough to engage targets as close as five feet from the muzzle without the fear of lethal penetration. One of the best parts about shooting the Burnt 12 gauge rounds is that they are quiet enough to shoot in your own backyard. While a normal shotgun is over 160 decibels, the 12 gauge is less than 115 decibels, making it quieter than a cap gun, a leaf blower, or even your average squeaky dog toy. So if you're one of the over 30 million shotgun owners out there, it's time for you to put the most capable, less lethal 12 gauge round ever produced in your side saddle so that the time comes, you are prepared to defend. They have amazing products. So I'm going to be doing a ton with their social media guy. We may right. even do some, some crime scenario things, but just really helping to educate people. That's their mission as well is empower people to be safe, to feel like they can live their life and not be afraid. Yeah. Chris, can you talk about survival dispatches uh, relationship with Berna? Well, I mean, I'm pretty fond of saying there are no coincidences. <laughs> so right. we had a little snafu on our e-commerce that got Berna's attention. And they sent me an email and I replied back to it and we had made a mistake. So, you know, we have our developer correcting it right now. But yeah. that opened up a conversation with a bunch of other people at Berna. Next thing you know, Luann, you know, who's in yeah. charge of their business development stuff ends up in touch with me and I have a meeting with her later this afternoon and had no idea that you were already yeah. working with them. It's so for, so for our viewers, bottom line is uh, gear.survivaldispatch.com. You can buy uh burn a product Absolutely. through survival dispatch as well. Endorsed by Dr. Jen Stankus. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm not paid by the way. Like I, I will do anything for this company because Full I disclaimer. Believe... Right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other things that they gave me yesterday, um, just for you know coming in, spending the afternoon and doing some some social media stuff with them, is they make that backpack that and I, I should show it to you. But you, you basically, it's just a quick deploy with one hand. But what's interesting, so it, it's got the body armor. You can quickly tie that around your back. Um, this you know velcro stuff um but you've got your kit right there it's yep. the only backpack that's got the kit so you know you pull it over you've got your burner there you've got your regular handgun it's like the perfect bug out bag yep. and for me because i can't bring a weapon onto the military base where i work i can bring that projectile launcher and there have been a couple times in fact there was one day we had a crazy employee you don't get any of those in the federal government <laughs> but, <laughs> He um he was threatening to come back and quote take care of things the next day and I'm like damn it I work the next day you know <laughs> and I'm like, I, like I don't want to be here so I brought my burner with me that day but this is this is going to be my my the bag that I carry because I I can conceal carry have body armor I mean this is like the perfect thing you can have like a stop the bleed kit in there you know it's just like the perfect perfect bug out bag. I'm just so excited. I couldn't believe it. it was a really nice gift. I'm really grateful. I haven't had my hands on it yet, but I've seen um, content on it. Looks really, really awesome. Maybe we'll uh, be able to um, do our own version of a review on that uh, particular pack. But small world, right? With these relationships with, with the uh, weapons and less lethal and survival and uh, just really, really, really cool, cool stuff, right? Well, and Americans. And, and you know, you know, we, we obviously... can I, I... go ahead, Jen. No, I was just going to say, you know, one of the other things that um, both me and my husband are really big into, I don't, 
you know, there's this negative connotation with the word prepper. Like, why <laughs> do you want, like, do you want your neighbor to be someone who's got food when there's like no food? Heck yeah. <laughs> right. Stuff like yeah. That. I mean, like an EMP comes and takes stuff out. Like you need cash, you know, like there's just certain things that you need anyway. So we are totally into like the, the food preparation, making sure that you've got, you know, water, food, heat, and and cash money and things that you can trade for stuff like that. So I'm yeah. like all about your your whole concept and your whole show and I'm I'm just really grateful to be here. Yeah, I think a lot of people's connotation of a prepper is somebody wearing a tin foil hat, conspiracy theorist, those sort of things. And uh I mean you can call us conspiracy theorists, but we've been right on pretty much <laughs> I was pretty say- a lot. <laughs> and, a lot of things. If, just give me a second to back up here. So speaking of EMPs, there she is. Have you ever seen a Faraday bag this big? That's a Faraday. No, bag. that's incredible. Yeah, it's it's the size of a hockey bag. It's huge. Out loud, um, these guys off grid trek out of Ohio sent it to us. Uh, the idea being is that you could put a portable power station and solar panels in it. Wow. So when you have an EMP, uh, you still have a way to generate electricity afterwards. And- you crazy prepper, you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to say one thing. Like when stuff hits the fan someday and there's a good chance, there's a good chance it, it could, right? They're going to be so grateful for us in this country <laughs> because we're going to be the only ones who have this stuff figured out, you know? Yeah. Next next time one of those Chinese <laughs> weather balloons floats over uh, floats over us and, and uh, blows out our um, power, we'll, we'll be a lot of grateful people. And, right? the, the, and the difference, too, is that we'll still help everyone. Yeah. Like, we don't we don't discriminate, you know? Nope. No, That's right. Exactly. So, uh, Jen... Where can people go to see uh, Surviving Man, uh, Lifeline? How do they get access to those yeah. shows? So super exciting. So we've been waiting for survival, Surviving Man season two. Uh, I'll just give you some teasers on that in a second. But that comes out. Um, we have a special watch party that you can sign up for um, at, at www.americanstories.tv. I think it's backslash either party or watch um it's if you go to american story social media um on instagram you'll be able to find it and then if you sign up to be a fan on american stories um tv you can uh, get a special preview next friday or just watch it next saturday when it comes out for for everyone and what's really cool is yeah i'm sure that a lot of your viewers are familiar with the pursuit channel yep um um, so surviving man is, um, this fall or this, I guess, third quarter, whenever that starts, um, surviving man is going to be the show right before Ted Nugent's call of the wild show. So, oh. I, yeah, so that's going to be pretty cool. And then I'm, I'm sure that lifeline will, will be on that as well. So lots of places to watch it. Um, and you can stream season one now, um, just on, on their website. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I've met Uncle Ted a few times. Um, <laughs> Lucky. Got to attend some NRA national events because of a connection that I had that was uh, on the board. So uh, he's an interesting character, and I grew up listening to his music, so I like he, Ted Nugent. He's pretty cool. Uh, a few years ago, back when I was uh, still a, a full-time professional mounted shooting competitor, I had a podcast 
Uh, this was like 15 years ago uh, called uh, Mountain Shooting Talk Radio. And I ran into Ted at SHOT Show. This might must have been back in, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long ago it was. And I talked him into giving me a an audio uh, uh, bumper. And, um, oh, man, I wish I kept that. This is Ted Nugent. You're listening to Mounted Shooting Talk. Oh, man. It's so cool. <laughs> totally. I, I, know, I know I've got that somewhere. Very cool. That's very, very cool. cool. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't guarantee, um, but I've heard rumors that season three might uh, involve him or his property i don't know i don't wow don't get mad at me no one blow me up if this isn't true or <laughs> if i'm wrong cool i want to know where i can apply to be a production assistant for 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 that uh season dr <laughs> jen so you send me a link and i'll i'll drop my resume in there okay. i can hold cue cards or whatever oh it's so funny well surviving man so surviving man season one if you've seen it um yep honestly I'll tell you what, like I am totally physically fit. And I was, I was hoping it was going to be like Navy SEAL hell week. You know, they drop you in and, and you're like going 24 hours a day for a week. I mean, they were long days they were like, you know, 14, 16 hour days, but like as a doc, I'm used to this. And so I was just like, whatever. But this second season, <laughs> the PT test was crazy. And they're like, oh yeah, you're going to be in the water swimming with alligators. I'm like, whatever. Like you guys are trying to scare me. So I go, um, I come out of the water and I see a frigging gator and I'm like, there's gators in there. And they're like, well, we told you there were, <laughs> you guys are trying to kill us. <laughs> I never saw so much crab walking in my life as I did on season one. OMG. You guys. Oh, it's worse. Oh, it's worse. No oh yeah. Kidding. Oh my gosh. You. So on the opening of. Um, surviving man aftermath. I talk about that PT test. I've been in law enforcement, military. I'm a huge, you know, like national world level athlete. I have never had a PT test like that. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. And that was just the start, right? That's just the start <laughs> of the day. It didn't end for another like 10 hours of all sorts of crazy stuff. That wow. was day one. So we we have a bunch of mutual friends and connections that are tied back to Bob Safale and American Stories TV. And uh, we sent some uh, promotions out to our email list a couple of weeks ago for American Stories oh, cool. TV. Um, so it's, it's a small world again. But did I hear correctly that season one, the entire season was filmed inside of some very short period of time? Was it like seven to 10 days or something like yes. that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and, no and kidding. Same, yeah. same thing. Same thing this year. Um, but this year was um, just outside of Savannah um, in the swamp. <laughs> yeah. We're, <laughs> we're a couple hours. Yeah, we're yeah. a couple hours out there right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, aren't aren't there some teaser? Isn't there some teaser video leaking out there somewhere on social media uh, on that? Because I think I've seen yes. some. Oh, and I'll just say like. I ha I love all PT except for one thing. <laughs> the what? SEAL log training. I'm a little person like this big, like, <laughs> like that was horrible. And it just went on forever, hours, up and down tree stands, like around. I mean, it was through thick for forest, through the water. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> I was like, 
So in my mind, the way I the way I win and the way I kick these people's butts, it's I'm not I'm not the strongest person, but my mind is pretty strong and I never ever quit. Like yeah. I will I'll have to be dead before I quit. And Amen. so in, in my mind, like if something is uncomfortable, who cares? As soon as you stop, it's gonna be over, right? So, you know, you're in a plank and you're at 24 minutes and you're like, yeah, this. I don't even think about it as uncomfortable because as soon as the last person drops and you stop, the pain is done. So like, I, I think that people can endure way, 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 way more than they think they can. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a lot of it's a mindset, isn't it, Dr. Jen? And I'll brag on Chris as a, a world champion uh, uh, bench press guy. I've been a professional athlete um, much of my adult life as a as a professional competitor. And uh, a lot of it is mindset, getting your mind right. You got to have the body to go with it and the fitness. But this up here is a big deal. Huge deal. Yeah, I saw when you were reaching for that EMP protector thing, I saw. Oh, he's got his tickets to the gun show for sure. Yeah. I was like, damn, man, he's got some arms on him. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I I think we're probably the three of us around the same age. And for our viewers, if you're not, if you're a young person and you're watching this and you are not physically fit, it gets a lot harder as you get older, doesn't it, Dr. <laughs> Jen? I, I can tell him that for sure. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I'd say is you don't, all you need are some running shoes and your own body to be super fit. That's right. That's all you need. You don't need a gym. There's no excuse. Oh, well, the weather's no, it's just, and all you need is half an hour a day. Yeah. Yeah. And that brings up a really interesting point for our viewers. Uh, you know, we are survival dispatch and there are a lot of a lot of things it takes to survive different circumstances, but if you're if you're not physically fit to begin with, everything gets a lot harder. And uh, can you give me a like a just a thirty second elevator pitch on the the slightly chubby overweight guy that is into prepping and survival and shooting and guns and uh, and um, self defense and pr primitive skills. But, you know, what would you say to somebody like that to help them, like, just get over the fence and turn turn their life around a little bit to be better physically fit and more healthy? Well, I can do it in one sentence. Chicks dig it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. True story. So, so here's some irony. One of our top influencers, his name is Jason Sawyer. He was a strength and conditioning coach at USC for years. And also a Navy SEAL strength and conditioning oh. coach. Yeah. So he, so when we were discussing the fitness side of survival with him, he said, man, if you want to tank your videos on survival dispatch, start talking fitness, 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 because people will tune it out. So he has a really interesting way of working the subject into a video on another topic and just kind of dropping it as pearls of wisdom, something for people to think about whatnot. And, and uh, ironically enough, we had not met him before we acquired Survival Dispatch. Lo and behold, he's our neighbor in the middle wow. of UFE nowhere in Morganton, Georgia, yeah. in the Blue Ridge. Yeah, I'd love to meet that guy. And so we, cool we ever since you know we acquired Survival Dispatch, we've had the opportunity to spend a fair bit of time with him. His wife and my wife have become friends and whatnot. So three weeks ago, they went camping on a Friday night with all the kids. 
took virtually nothing with them, just like very little stuff. Like his shelter was his poncho and it wasn't a military poncho. It was just like a, you know, off the shelf commercial one. And then the next day himself, his friends and his kids and their kids that ranged in age from like eight, nine, 10 years old, walked 14 miles home in a, like, you know, a, a get home simulation. And uh, Love it. he's doing an amazing job for his kids uh, him and his pastor started this thing called the U.S. Men's Academy, which has aspirations of becoming a national organization to make up for the shortfalls of the Boy Scouts now, because that organization has kind of gone down the tube sort of thing. Um, again, there's no coincidences. We're all exactly where we're supposed to be. So the fact that we would have the opportunity to acquire Survival Dispatch and then lo and behold, one of the top influencers for Survival Dispatch lives yeah. five minutes away from our cabin in the Blue Ridge Mountains. I mean, yeah. just amazing stuff. You, you know, just getting back to the fitness thing, I agree. Like, you don't want to intimidate people or make them feel bad or anything. But what I would say is that, you know, there were a lot of really good shooters, like world-class shooters on Surviving Man. And as soon as you add an element of um, pretty significant fatigue or exertion, those skills go out the window if you're not fit. Um, and so, you know, part of survival and prepping in my mind is like, why wouldn't you prep your body, um, to, to do that 14 mile walkout and your adventure may begin at that point, <laughs> you know, like it's not ending at that point, it's just starting. And so to prepare yourself to be able to deal with those conditions, I think just makes sense. So yep. we discuss getting home much more frequently than bugging out because it's our belief that 83% of Americans live in urban environments. The other 17% who are in rural areas are not likely to bug out anywhere. And the people in the city, few of them have places to bug out. So if and when we're attacked again, it'll be like 9-11. They'll attack during morning or afternoon rush hour to inflict the maximum amount of chaos. Average American works 16 miles from home. So we, we preach these are the things you need to have with you, it, it, not just a get home bag, but to be able to put comfortable shoes on, um, have, you know, extra pairs of socks because, I mean, you know, because you've been through military and law enforcement training, but unless somebody served somewhere in a theater or war like Vietnam, I don't know that they understand how quickly they can be derailed by messing their feet up. Their oh. feet are wet. They've got blisters. You're done. And yeah, I know it's the craziest thing. Like one little blister can take you out. I mean, it's incredible. We, I agree. Have, a, we yeah. have a very close friend of ours who's been on this channel who has no idea how this happened. But a couple of weeks ago uh, was in so much pain that he couldn't walk and, and ended up in the ER and has an infection in his pinky toe on his left foot. And the infection <laughs> started spreading up his leg. It was very aggressive. So they hit him with some IV antibiotics, sent him home with additional antibiotics. And the redness had subsided and they were marking his leg. I'm sure as a doctor, you know this, like with a felt marker to see what the regression was. And I got it. This has been one of my best friends for 25 years. And I got a text message from him earlier today. They're rushing him into the uh, emergency surgery right now because of this infection on his. Really? On his uh, it sounds like it's probably like necrotizing fasciitis or like one of those. They, they call it flesh eating bacteria or whatever, but they are just really aggressive. So aggressive he had no idea how it got into his foot, but he's got this like a uh, bulbous thing of a fluid on the side of his um, toe, on the side of his foot. 
And they had said something like they didn't want to touch it because they wanted the antibiotics to do their thing instead of opening it up and maybe causing it to spread. But now he's he's actually probably in surgery right this yeah. moment. So we'll see some prayers for him. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I said that to him earlier as well. But point being is t- take your average American work 16 miles from home and we have an EMP or we have a nuclear attack that results in an EMP. Their EFI vehicles not working. Their gas pumps aren't working and they need to get home to their family. And and it's kind of pretty hard to do that if you're not some element of being physically fit. Yeah. Not everybody's got a horse in the in the backyard. I see a horse picture on your wall. <laughs> Jen, do you, get, do you have horses? Grew up with horses. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, um, I grew up riding. I I was never as good as you. I don't I don't know if I could have hit balloons that are moving around while <laughs> around with a rifle or a shotgun. You probably surprise yourself. I think it's like riding a bike. We we never never forget those skills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Jen. Well, listen, we really really appreciate you coming on Survival Dispatch. Uh, hopefully, we get a chance to do it again. I would love to. This yeah. is this is seriously right up my alley, and and like I just, I it's so important for people. Well, so I mean, it, it you're very inspirational to many people, and you know I hate to be repetitive, but for a female who's small stature to kick a bunch of grown man's asses on something like Surviving Man. I mean, that's a real feather in your cap. I mean, obviously, everything else, being a doctor, being an attorney is very impressive as well. But I'm telling you straight up, you know, I'm 54 years old and I've had a bunch of surgeries and I'm nowhere near as good a health as I should be or I used to be in the past. I don't think I want to go head to head with you on surviving man. I don't think I would either. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Okay, Uh, And and I I do have to say it is kind of fun for me just because, you know, I mean, you guys don't have this experience, but, you know, being underestimated, I, I never, I, I don't say anything. I just, I just show them, just show them I what I can it. do. That is so awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks again, Jen. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get you back on the channel again sometime soon. And uh, we'll let our friends at Burnin know this afternoon that we had a good conversation with you today. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. We'll, we'll post your link so people know where to find you guys and uh, American stories and all the cool stuff that you're involved in and hope to see you again soon. Definitely. All right, guys, have a great day. Likewise. Thank you, Jen. Thanks.